Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to all of my international listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keys, your host for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com internet radio. And I'm so happy that you're tuned in to me and I appreciate you um, that's out there today. I pray that all is well with you out there. And um, as we are now embarking again on rising numbers of this pandemic, listeners, as I have stated before many times, you know, on my broadcast that I understand the need to not be contained inside and not being able to, you know, live your life as you want to. I totally get that. However, it is important that we get past this pandemic once and for all, for all of those who can get and or want to get vaccinated, do so. And I know that there are those who cannot take the shot for one reason or another. So if you have issues that are not allowing you to get vaccinated, please implement things that will consistently keep your immune system strong and reduce your stress level by exercising, you know, the minimum of 10 to 15 minutes a day, you know, eat fortifying foods such as, you know, fruits and vegetables, drink plenty of water, you know, get as much rest as possible, meditate on great thoughts Help your family, you know, and family members and others and overall, you know, any and everyone who needs help. And I'm asking you to wear a mask to social distance and reduce your footprints outside of the home. We have to get past this. Okay, listeners, you know, I want to do a kind of a, 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 a shout out advertisement for um, a, a, a very dear, dear, dear friends of mine who has a truck. Cafe and it's called Thermotherms Cafe Food Truck Trailer Services. Now he um, is located here in the Phoenix and some, you know, in the surrounding areas, and they serve absolutely delicious food. And this guy is a spectacular chef from Oakland, California. Now Thermotherm, you know, he um, they they cater to birthday parties, uh, weddings, and any celebratory uh, celebratory functions. They have just for an idea of their menu. They have grilled salmon and cheese steak, you know, thermi therm smash burger, thermi therm's turkey smash, and he also does Asian cuisine. And if you don't see it on the menu, all you need to do is contact them, and you guys can talk it out. And voila, it's a done deal. You know, because he also specialized in his orders, too. So it doesn't just stick to those those foods that I just uh, named. So give them a call at 504-298-9627. That's 504-298-9627. Or you can email them at kitchen at thermithermscafe.com. Kitchen at thermithermscafe.com. And you can also visit their website at thermithermscafe.com. And tell them that Teresa sent you. Okay. Now, so I want to, um, you know, do my quote of the day. You know, I had said that I was going to start doing this and sometimes I fall off the wagon. But um, here's my quote of the day. We should always have three friends in our lives 
one who walks ahead, who we look up to and follow, one who walks beside us, who is with us every step of our journey, and then one who we reach back for and bring along after we've cleared the way. And this is from Michelle Fantastic Obama. Well, listeners, the Olympics are over and it went on for two weeks. The United States did well, as well as China and many other uh, countries. So congratulations to you all. Typically, listeners, you know, I do look at the Olympic um, events much more than I did this time. Perhaps I was concerned about them, you know, being safe over there. And um, anyway, you know, I enjoyed looking at the athletes and I did, um, you know, look at the, the uh, you know, how they would have the recaps, you know, my husband and I would look at, at them and, you know, as they did their thing, very proud of them. You know, and I pray that all who traveled there return home safety, you know, safely and healthy and happy. And, you know, now we're on to the Special Olympics. I think that starts the 24th of um, this month. So I wish them well, too. Now, my guest today is a talented business coach, Michelle Kubas, and she will be getting into some good conversations with me here shortly um, as we have a lot to discuss. However, I want to talk to you, as I always do initially before getting into our discussions, and I want to talk to you guys about being cognizant of the words that you say about yourself and the words that you say about others. Now, I was baptized and was raised Catholic as a child, as were all of my siblings. I made my first Holy Communion. I made my um, confirmation. I was so proud and I, you know, loved all the pop and circumstance that went along with that. And most importantly, the Catholic uh, teaching for that is where I learned about God and the Bible and held on to that because that was my foundation for life. You know, as I love the Lord with all my heart. However, I will tell you, listeners, that um, I started attending another faith-filled and um, Bible-based church as I was an adult because I wanted to learn more and more, you know, about the Bible. And I was um, guided to that uh, by God. Now, this was where I learned more in-depth about the Bible and its teachings and more about the interpretations and how to apply it to life in general. I learned so much from Reverend Michael C. Rand, who, by the way, married uh, me and my husband in Chicago and who is no longer with us. He went on to be with the Lord a few years ago. And I am still so grateful for his teaching. So one teaching I learned from him was the importance of managing your thoughts. So before going into our prayer meditation, we sang a song and the words was this. Our thoughts are prayers and we are always praying. Our thoughts are prayers. Be careful what you're saying. Seek a higher consciousness, a state of peacefulness, and know that God is always there and every thought becomes a prayer. Now, we were seeing this several times over, um, you know, before we um, went into our, our prayer meditation. And it was such a beautiful, relaxing and peaceful moment. I thought every time we would be going into our prayer. Now, Frank Outlaw says, watch your words that becomes words. Watch your words as they become actions. Watch your actions as they become habits. Watch your habits as they become your character and watch your character because it becomes your destiny. What is my point? My point is this, listeners, to be kind, loving and patient 
and it starts with yourself. Then put all of that onto others who you encounter within your day and just watch the difference in your life. The news reports an overwhelming percentage of violence consistently to its listeners, although there is an overwhelming percentage of greatness in this world that they do not report. You know, it is uh, said that you will remember most uh, in your life the bad things that has happened to you versus the good things that has happened to you. So don't be one of those listeners. You see, the bad things that you are, are remembered are the thoughts that hold us back from receiving and developing into what we were intended to become here on Earth. Here is a suggestion that I have for you. When a bad thought comes into your mind, immediately replace it with a good thought. Remembering something funny or remembering that our mind is like a record with deep grooves and we must watch what we are putting into it. So be cognizant, listeners, of your thoughts. Remembering what you want your destiny to be. Is it positive or is it negative? I know the world seems to be in a bad state of affairs right now, listeners, but we can change this. Trust me, we can. Francis Bacon Sr. says, begin doing what you want to do now. We are not living in eternity. We have only this moment sparkling like a star in our hand and melting like a snowflake. For I am saying that time is our most precious commodity. So use it wisely. Thank you for listening to that, listeners. I am now going to bring on my guest. Her name is Michelle Kuba. She is the savvy business coach and a friend to the show. Good morning, Michelle, and thank you for being on with me this morning. Yes, good morning, Teresa. That was I enjoyed that uh, intro very much. Thank you. Thank you. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you. Fantastic. Fantastic. So now let's... Um, I want to get started with um, um, critical race theory. That's kind of where we left off at at the last show. So let's kind of rehash that, Michelle, okay? So the critical, okay, so the, the question is to a lot of people perhaps is what is critical race theory and why do and why do Republicans want to ban it in schools? Well, um, there is a Marissa Lati on May 29, 2021. She wrote an article for Washington Post titled, What Are Your Thoughts Regarding Relations Being Taught uh, in School? Okay, so it says in part that critical race theory is an academic framework centered on the idea that racism is systematic, is systemic, I'm sorry, and not just demonstrated by individual people with prejudices. The theory holds the racial inequity is woven into legal systems that negatively affects people of color in their schools, doctor's offices, the criminal justice system, and countless other parts of life. The latest front in the culture war over how U.S. students have uh, how U.S. students should learn history and civics is the concept of critical race theory, an intellectual tool set for examining systemic racism. With roots in academia, the framework has become a flashpoint as Republican officials across the country seek to prevent it from being taught in schools. In reality, Michelle, there is no consistency on whether or how much critical race theory informs schools' heightened focus on race. Most teachers do not use the term critical race theory with students, and they generally do not ask them 
to read the work of legal scholars who use that framework. Now, some lessons and anti-racism efforts, uh, however, reflect foundational things on critical race theory, particularly the racism in the United States is systematic. The New York Times um, landmark 1619 project, which addresses slavery's role in shaping the nation, also has an associated school curriculum. So, Michelle, at least five Republican-led state legislators have passed bans on critical race theory or related topics in recent months, and conservatives in roughly nine other states are pressing for similar measures. Some teachers have said they worry uh, that the legislation will have a chilling effect on robust conversation or could even put their jobs at risk at a time when the nation is embroiled in a reckoning on race relations. So what are your thoughts, um, Michelle, as being a former teacher um, in the United States school system? What are your thoughts about critical race theory being taught in schools? Well, the, the concept, as I understand it, and as you explained it, uh, I think is just one of those plaques they want to hang out there and wrap some information around. I, mm-hmm. I think we need to determine what really is the truth about events in our uh, history uh, mm-hmm. You said the Republicans. I don't want to point fingers at anybody. What I have found is that people who are not interested in the truth want to make up mm-hmm. their own truth. And mm-hmm. uh, when you're a t- teacher and students are listening, believe it or not, they are listening, that um, it's very important to cite your sources, encourage the students to do some research on their own. Uh, I remember when I was in high school, we were doing things like Before the Mayflower and, and so on, which talked about the uh, what Texas textbooks would like to call the Atlantic Crossing, <laughs> mm-hmm. right, which, which was really their euphemism for slavery. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, these are the kinds of things that I think... Um, need to be addressed. Uh, I don't know what everybody's so terrified about. These are things that happen. You know, that we're we're building a more perfect union. We're not there yet by any means. And I, mm-hmm. I think until we address this this um, black hole that there will be no reconciliation because mm-hmm. uh, I don't think reparations is the answer either. I think um, that people say, well, I, I didn't do anything to anybody. Well, it's not about that. It's about the collective consciousness of the country, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So those are my two points. Okay. Thanks, Michelle. But, you know, I, um, you know, like when you were talking about the Mayflower and, you know, as I, I had said um, before, you know, uh, that they, that they depict in the um, history books, but that, um, you know, all of the greatness that, you know, that um, um, uh, that white people did, um, you know, here in this country. But the thing is, is that they it, the, the history needs to be taught from the beginning. And the thing that you ask the question of what are 
um, you know, as the need to be taught from the beginning as the truth and not to be, you know, set us, you know, set up as glorified, like, you know, look at what, you know, great white America did. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's look at what great white America did and let's tell the truth. And that's what they are afraid about. They don't want to talk about um, how they um, how they came to this country and, um, you know, being part Native American, how they basically try to eliminate entire populace of the people that were here in this country in the beginning. They don't want to talk about that. They don't want people to know that. They don't want to know how. But why? How, I don't understand. Because it'll because the light because Michelle the light that would be shown on them will not be favorable as they have it right now written in the history books. Right. It doesn't <clears throat> support their white supremacy. I, it does I get not support that. exactly. So therefore, uh-huh. if it cannot support their white supremacy, then what are they going to do? The actual truth will be told. The actual truth will be told. They don't want that to be told. They want people to think that, you know, they did this and they did that, which is not true. They want people to think that, um, you know, black America is, you know, like the, the lower populace. They want them to think that. Give me a break with that. If you just look, listeners, at the continents, the seven continents, what are the largest continents? Asia and Africa. Now, if you just do Asia and Africa, now when I was nine years old, I did this, okay? Asia and Africa, they're the largest continents. How in the heck is that going to be the more, how in the heck are white people going to be the more populous of the population? Now, having said all of that, I'm not one to depict color because human beings are human beings. We are all red and white corpuscle individuals, spiritual beings having a human being experience here on earth. So, however, uh, Michelle, I must say, and listeners, that since it is always race is always brought up, then why was why is race always brought up? Why is it always so important? The color of somebody's skin. Why is that so important? You know, because they want to because I'm I'm sorry, because they want to keep they want to they want to keep the truth sheltered so that they can keep consistently living this lie. And the thing about it is, it's not only, you know, um, uh, uh, the white population that needs to be taught the actual truth. Okay, it's also a lot of people of color that needs to be taught the actual truth because they don't know. They don't know. There are actual truth books out there because my parents taught it to us. But they don't want those things in the in the um, uh, school systems because from their point of view, as we can see, you know, is, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the world is becoming browner and browner by the day. So they have to do something to, to keep the fallacy going. So what did you want to say, Michelle? Well, no, I'll, I never could understand that, that concept of one being, it's, it's a world history thing. It's not just an American thing. All you yeah. have to do is go to these, go to India or go to China where the, and these caste systems that they have built into their population. This is not an American idea. This mm-hmm. is, this is historically uh, thousands of years old and it's yeah. still prevalent. They're still yeah. arranging marriages to keep wealth in a family. The whole concept mm-hmm. of marriage is a, 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 a contract to keep wealth within a particular family or group. 
So mm-hmm. it's really not about black and white. That's a distraction. It's about wealth and its distribution. And mm-hmm. I think that this is something that's never discussed. Uh, there's a wonderful book out called God Wants You to Be Rich. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot the author's name, but um, it's very interesting. He talks about Abraham being the first real estate agent. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. it's, it's an interesting theory about how land is distributed. And that's mm-hmm. the item that um, that that really needs to be discussed as well. It's not just black, white, orange, blue. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But the the thing is, is that uh, I understand that it is a worldwide issue. I I definitely get that. But I'm talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, specifically in this country, and um and I and and I heard what you said that is you know, that it's not, um, you know, a black or white issue. It's about, you know, wealth and distribution. Okay, I beg the difference that it is a black and white um, issue and it can also be a wealth and distribution issue because the, the slaves were brought over here to build this country, you know, and um, so it, it, it is it is a big issue and it just and it and you were saying about land building distribution. Okay, let's talk about the land building di- uh, distribution for a hot second. All right, they just came over here and took the land from these people. Now treaties exactly. were treaties were yeah treaties were were abound and treaties are still abound. Remember, my grandfather, not my great 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 grandfather. This is my grandfather is uh, uh, Cherokee. Okay, so I got Cherokee relatives and and treaties are still there. So one day they're going to have a big uprising. As I said um, before in my program, um, is that when uh, President Clinton was in office, the uh, chiefs did confront him about that because what they were thinking, um, you know, the the settlers, as they call them, what they were thinking is that, you know, well, yeah, okay, well, yeah, we'll write this up, but, you know, we're going to kill all them all. And didn't happen. Okay. They're still, still here. And all of those memories and those treaties back in the day, are still there, and they're still good. And treaties are extremely powerful for everybody that's in law. They know this. They're extremely powerful, and they have a lot, a lot of weight, okay, um, on them as well. So, and I also want to uh, read a little bit more, Michelle, is that um, that it says, what are the criticisms of uh, critical race? Well, Critics of this intellectual framework often contend that it is divisive and even racist to examine the role of race in U.S. systems and structures. Opponents also agree that critical race theory is a Marxist framework that suggests the nation is inherently evil and that white people should feel guilty for their skin color. So I don't I I don't think that white people need to feel guilty of their skin color. <laughs> they just need to know that we all come in varying Colors. God just did not make, you know, um, one one color and that's it, you know. So and and by the way, I'm sure he didn't call it white and I'm sure he didn't call it black, because, as I said before, you know, my skin color is not black like a crayon or like this pen that I'm holding, you know, and a white person is not the color of this facial napkin that I'm looking at. That's called white. And what difference does it make? We are all God's people. And we really need to stop this because this is the very the very thing that has, you know, held us back. This is why we can't go further in life, you know, and 
this is not to to say I want to make this clear clarity that this is not to say that you know uh, what what we're talking about that you know white people are you know bad or whatever. No, we're talking about the ones that do not want the the truth to be told because you know a lot of white people know the truth. A lot of black people know the truth. A lot of people know the truth. So just let the truth be told and call it a day. We are all God's people. So this is so ridiculous. Need to shut up and just move on. You know what I'm saying? So your your last oh, yeah. thoughts about I, that, Michelle? I, no, I agree. And when I said it wasn't black and white issues, all, being black and white or whatever color you want to throw in there, the, it's, it's part of it. You can't take these things apart. They're all mm-hmm. entwined. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that why they wouldn't let uh, the slaves, even when they freed them, have land and so on. I mean, it's just to this day, the, the home ownership and all of that is mm-hmm. passing on a familial wealth and, and so on. So it's all intertwined. But it's not mm-hmm. just black people. We are mm-hmm. equal uh, opportunity abusers. Not only mm-hmm. the Native Americans. How about the Japanese that were interned during World War II? Mm-hmm. How about all of the ugliness? First of all, I, I hate to say this, but you can you can trace a lot of this back to religious teachings that mm-hmm. are uh, they're also uh, imbued with a lot of these prejudices, and it's perpetrated mm-hmm. uh, that way, and uh, it's very mm-hmm. unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, it is. Now, just one last thing, and then we're going to move on. This um, 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 article also says something, and I and I feel that it's important um, as we end this. Uh, it says, what this is about is an attempt to first step in assuring that my history and the history of many people of color are not taught in our school systems. And this is in the state of Utah, Rep- Representative Sandra Hollins. She's the only black member of Utah's legislator. She told the student associate press at this time. Um, went on to say the American Civil Liberties Union characterized the bans as an attempt to silence teachers and students and impose a version of American history that erases the legacy of discrimination and, le- and lived experiences of black and brown people. Our country needs to acknowledge its history of systemic racism and reckon with present day impacts of racial discrimination. This includes being able to teach and talk about these concepts in our schools. These attempts to restrict the teaching of critical race theory and broader lessons about racism are likely to face legal challenges focused on the constitutional right to free speech and it's unclear how courts will rule. So I just want to say that. So thank you very much, Michelle, for that that yeah. conversation. I yeah, I it is it's something that is important and it needs to be taught and it just needs to shut the heck up and just move on. Okay. Now let's talk, um, Michelle, about the report by Reuters on June 6, 2021, in the healthcare and pharmaceuticals um, portion. U.S. Mm-hmm. authorizes Regeneron's COVID-19 antibody therapy for injection. Now, right. June, that's a great uh-huh. thing. Yes, June 4th, as I said, my program is educational and enlightening. The U.S. health regulator authorized a lower dose of Regeneron Pharmaceuticals COVID-19 antibody cocktail that can be given by injection, a move that could ease logistical challenges stemming from administering a higher dose intravenously. 
the therapy Regen Cove and a similar treatment developed by rival Eli Lilly were being given uh, were being given through one-time infusion and required patients to be isolated. Regeneron have been working on a lower dose of its cocktail that can be given subcutaneously to address the challenges that have weighed on demand for antibody drugs. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration had in November authorized a 2,400 milligram dose of Regen Cove administered as a single dose directly injected to a vein for non-hospitalized COVID patients. The agency has now lowered it to 1,200 milligram and allowed the administration of Casirivimab and Mdevimab by injecting under the skin when intravenous infusion is not possible and would lead to treatment delay, Regeneron said on Friday. The therapy belongs to a class of drugs called monoclonal antibodies, which mimic natural antibodies the body produces to fight off the infection. Eli Lilly's antibody combination received U.S. emergency use authorization in February, listeners, while an antibody drug by Beer Biotechnology Incorporated and GlaxoSmithKline PLC, PLC, I'm sorry, which is also administered through intravenous infusion, was granted authorization late last month. Now, this report was in June, so that was in May. Okay. Regeneron said it expects to submit an application for full approval of, Reg- of Regen Cove in non hospitalized patients later this summer. The drug maker expects to deliver at least 1 million doses of the therapy to the U.S. government in the second quarter and said the government may accept additional doses of 1.25 million doses through September. Regeneron is also developing the cocktail as a preventative medicine. Your thoughts about that, Michelle? Well, I'm a little confused because if they have something like that, you're talking about people who are non-hospitalized, but they're diagnosed. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know why it's such a well-kept secret. Rachel Maddow went on uh, for weeks about this uh, on her show. Um, Mm -hmm. Trump had this treatment, but he had the infusion. I understand mm-hmm. where where the breakdown comes, why it's not being promoted or used. I I'm not familiar with what the problem is. Well, I'm I'm not either, and I had um you know been doing um, some research, and I'm going to uh, you know of course continue um to do um uh, my research on this, but. As I had, I, I think, you know, you and I had some private conversations and I know I had some private conversations, um, you know, with uh, my husband and, and uh, my brother um, about this. And I'm thinking that it's about money. Maybe perhaps it doesn't, it's not as much. Because see, the remember that the government is paying these pharmaceuticals to administer, you know, to, to give them the medicine, um, you know, the right. vaccines and everything mm-hmm. so that they can be administered to the American people, but I don't, you know, something is, 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 um, um, going well, awry about because yeah, something is going awry in full bloom again. 
it just doesn't make sense if they have something on the shelf that's already there. Well, I, well it doesn't I, make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. And the thing is, is that I have always said, um, uh, Michelle, that individuals need to be able to have a choice. Give people a choice. You know, as I said in my in my beginning of the show, you know, everybody can't take the shot for one reason or the other. And um, this this is is excellent. You know, so I don't know. Maybe they want to try to keep it. Just for, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but it but is for non- They're not talking about it in a shortage vein. No, they, and, it, they, and they, it has... They, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, this, seems, this doesn't seem to be a, 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 a small uh, dose or anything. No, they, and, they, they, and ever, there's prevalent. Yeah, and it seems that they can replicate this very quickly. But what I'm saying, Michelle, is that these are two different pharmaceuticals. Okay, so we know how the pharmaceuticals are. We won't even get into that's a whole nother um, uh, conversation. So you have Regeneron, which is a pharmaceutical, and you got Eli Lilly, which is a pharmaceutical versus, okay, um, uh, the, the two pharmaceuticals, two or three pharmaceuticals that are out there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's distributing the regular COVID-19 uh, uh, distribution of a, a preventative um, uh, medicine, you know, via the vaccine. So, you know, that right. in itself right there, Michelle, you know, it's kind of like throw this out there. We don't know for sure. But I'm just saying that that right there could be, you know, stoppage when you got pharmaceuticals button heads with one another. You know, understand what I'm saying? No, we want this to do this. We want this to do that. I say that um, this is why I tell my listeners about this so that they can go and start researching it. They can go and read the, read the article. I've given them the information. They can read the article and uh, come up on their own deduction and, 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 and maybe even um, ask their, their, their uh, doctors um, about this because I have surely yeah. you know, asked my I, doctor I did, about this starting, starting last community. year. Yeah, starting last year, I did question my doctor about this last year. Before this stuff and even, what even came, say? and he was like, "Oh no, you know that's you know for you know the uh, people, you know this is the, Regen- the Regeneron um, uh, cocktail, you know." But I told him, I said, "You know, but it is going to be uh, in a form of of regular injection, just like if you come in to get a B12 shot, you know that is going to happen." Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, it is, and boom, here we are, right here. <laughs> well, I think there's the problem right there. I think the doctors aren't informed very well. To be honest, I I, I don't have a whole lot of faith yeah, in that whole system. Yeah, maybe maybe anyway. they're not. Yeah, maybe they're not informed. Maybe they don't want to be informed. Maybe you know, I I don't know. You know, but I'm just saying that you know, um, you know, with the pharmaceuticals, you know, there can be you know headbutting going on instead of looking at what's best for the. For the um, you know, the world, um, because it's just not an American right, but problem, it, but it's but it's for the world and how we can. Just a minute, let me finish. And how we can, yeah. and how we can totally reduce and or get rid of this um, 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 uh, you know, disease that is going on. Because as I've had said before, listeners, that if you have a cold and you don't do anything about it, okay, so what happens? 
that can turn into the flu or can turn into pneumonia or something if you don't do anything about it. It isn't anything unusual, Michelle, that this thing is 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 uh, starting to um, you know take on different forms because that's what germs do. They they mutate. You know they come together and they okay. Do you take this mutation, mutation, you kiss the bride and then they form a union and they become, you know, something much more hectic and volatile to deal with because it isn't being dealt with properly. So instead of them fighting one another, OK, then and, and get off of their ego, they should be saying, OK, well, you know, now we got this huge infusion of this new you know, uh, Lambda and and Delta and whatever, God knows what else could happen that's now affecting this country. So let's put our heads together and give the people a choice. You can take you can take Moderma and Philips or whatever it is, but you can also do Regeneron. And I'm also going to say this, that for me. OK, that. If this is specifically true about this antibody that mimics the body's own defense mechanism, that would be my preference than having, you know, um, um, uh, something uh, other injected into my body, you know, to to fight off, to fight this off. That's all I'm saying. Okay, what were you going to say, Michelle? Well, I I think part of it is intentional part of it's unintentional i think there's no point why would they kill off their customers that doesn't make sense you know what i mean if people are dying and they could use this stuff why aren't they using it kind mm-hmm. of thing it, it mm-hmm. doesn't make sense that they would uh allow that to happen i think part of it is liability that they don't have enough uh research behind this particular therapy that they are concerned with the liability issue. That's my personal view. That well, they just don't have enough. Mm. You don't think that they had had enough time? Well, 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 well. If you think about it, Michelle, look at the liability issue that's going on with the injection of the COVID nineteen shots. Unfortunately, people are getting they're getting the shots and unfortunately they are getting the the disease regardless and unfortunately people are losing their lives now let me be clear about this listeners people unfortunately have lost their lives regardless of what um vaccine they have taken um if you do your research about measles mumps diphtheria um uh Jonas Salk with the polio Um, But what a lot of people are saying, um, Michelle, is that there's something inherently different that's going on right now. And so, you know, so I I don't know. It's just something that that is that is a why about it. But a different. What do you mean? Distribution? What kind of different? The difference is, is that there are more people that are losing their lives and catching this versus the other vaccines that are that have been distributed, the comparability you mean from taking the vaccine, they're dying. You're saying, yes, I'm not. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, I knew. And it, and, and it is out there. It it oh, it's out there, no. Michelle. <laughs> it's out there. I sent you something on that the other day. It's it's out there. So I this is what I'm saying about my show. I want people to uh, form their own opinion to go out there and check, you know, and come with your own deduction. 
But unfortunately, yeah, well, there, there are people that are out there. But like I said, just a minute, like I said in my show that if you in the beginning of my uh, show, that if an individual can take, you know, the, the shot to please do so. I would never tell a person not to do that. But all I'm just saying is that to that people should have a choice, that people should have a choice. I mean, OK, let's let's go into another thing that's relating to this. Okay, with not giving people choices. Governor DeSantis um, in in Florida is being reported that he's not going to pay, you know, um, uh, certain people their monies if they don't get vaccinated. I mean, what kind of communistic crap is that? And I knew that this was going to start happening because of little bits and pieces of things that were said, not by him, but just other little things that that, you know, that I had been hearing um, you know, on, uh, you know, through the airwaves. So, so what do you think about that? What do you think about a governor who, which is none of his business to tell an individual what they should put into their bodies? I mean, so it's so what I'm saying, Michelle, my point is, is that it's starting to get ugly and there's no reason for it to get ugly. The thing is that we need to keep our eye on the prize, which is getting rid of this um, um, disease and helping people so that people are not getting sick and helping those that are sick and stopping people that are, you know, you know, losing their lives from it when they, when they do get it and, and when they're injected with it to stop. So we have so many things that we need to be uh, focusing on. We don't need to be um, introducing any, anything negative and things about this. This is, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you know, it's the boogeyman. They want to make the, there's no trust that 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 the uh, you know FDC and all of that, the centers for uh, CDC, that people don't believe that that the interest of the person is at at the middle of that. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just the whole. It's everything is breaking down. If you look yeah. at it from a, my view. Uh, I I see this as a cleanse, personally. I, I mm. see this as just cleaning a cleaning house. You know mm-hmm. these these crazy uh, bigots and and all of that. Their days are numbered, and they know mm-hmm. it, and that's why they're reacting like they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just I I just do my bit in terms of staying informed. Uh, in in part, I think people have gone to sleep and they need to wake up. And they need to take, mm-hmm. everybody talks about their rights, their rights, their rights. Along with mm-hmm. rights comes another R called responsibility. And we mm-hmm. have to be responsible for ourselves mm-hmm. and, and educating our immediate circle. You know, mm-hmm. if you're perpetrating ignorance, you're not helping anything. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, absolutely. The, Ab- you listen to these people, uh, I, I just can't believe what I hear sometimes. Yeah, sometimes of what people say, and this is talking about perpetrating ignorance. It goes back to our discussion about um, uh, teaching the, you know, teaching the actual history of what really happened. You know, so that in itself would perpetrate um, ignorance. You understand what I'm saying? So there's a lot of relation. Yeah, there's relations to this, you know. So, you know, hopefully we're not a country that that wants to continue to perpetrate ignorance. But the reason, as I said, that, you know, I tell my listeners about these things is to promote um, um, conversation, to promote 
um, um, enlightenment, to promote education, to promote, you know, them, you know, wondering in their heads so that they can go out and research and don't just read the first thing that you pull up from Google or or whatever. Sure. And then, you sure. know, in depth, in depth research, which takes time. But reading is reading yeah. is great. Do some in-depth research so you can come to a deduction of your own about this and open up sure. and have discussions with it at the dinner table conversation, as I'm always promoting and with your friends and family, girlfriends, husband, wives, whatever, co-workers, whatever, and have intelligent um, have intelligent um, conversations about this, because this this is is at the point now where I'm like, OK, um, this is getting to be quite ridiculous and we are losing what we're supposed to be, you know, addressing. Well, it's, and it's not, and it's not become, a governor. Just a moment. It's not a governor who yeah. um, don't care about people telling folks he's not going to pay them. You don't have the right for, to do that. Well, he, I you don't, don't have the right to do that anyway. Oh, he can't legally. He doesn't have a leg to stand on. But for him to open up his mouth and say that, and then you know, this is a person who's going to run for president. Well, he's Come on, whatever. Dating, so he can run for president. Oh, this, that, this is this all. is exactly that. That's what I'm saying. But you don't tell people that because people are already stretched, Michelle. They're so stretched. If you hold them up to a light, you can see through them. They're already stretched. Oh, yeah. It's just too much going on. It's just too much well, going on. And, and, and to tell individuals that who are already stressed, stretched with stress is not a good thing, you know. No? So this should be a comforting, educational and helpful time in this country, not, you know, um, bogged down with with craziness and and vindictiveness. And, you know, and, and, and you know, I'm going to do this to you if, if you don't do what I say and and all of that. I mean, this is this is not this is not good. People are already well, stretching their nation, limits now. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, we become a nation of victims, and mm-hmm. the the fact is is that people are so, as you say, stretched. The fact mm-hmm. is, we have a ten thousand year old brain, and all this contemporary life has overwhelmed us. That we are in a constant state of fright. So that mm-hmm. anything we do is reaction rather than reason. And yeah. uh, that's what I attribute it to. I really do. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Anybody, they, all they have to do is consult a lawyer. He has no right to do to withhold funds for that. Mm-hmm. He can't do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, who knows? The courts are corrupt. Everybody's, you know, corrupt. If you want to throw up your hands and say the whole system's rotten, uh, I'll take the best rotten system at the moment and deal mm-hmm. with it rather mm-hmm. than have no system at all, which is anarchy. And I'm not interested in that either. So. Exactly. But the unfortunate thing, Michelle, is that a lot of people don't know their rights. And it's also unfortunate that a lot of people who do know their rights are afraid to fight for their rights, but it's, it's getting, you know, in the, in the, in the meaningful manner, you know? So this is what I'm saying that, it is not good for people to be stressed, uh, uh, stretched, you know, with stress any more than they already are. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. The stuff that 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 is happening right now. All I'm saying but chaos, is chaos is a message to their madness. They want this. Read the shock doctrine by Naomi Klein. You, mm-hmm. you, uh, I mean, it's amazing. This mm-hmm. is almost purposeful. 
Mm-hmm. Just the well, way 9 is- was handled, all of those things. I mean, you look at this, I mean, how is a country so ill-prepared for, for these kinds of things? It, it's, it's the Wizard of Oz. They pulled back the curtain and look what's there. There's a little midget. Well, Michelle, let's think about this, okay? If you go back a year ago, okay, and um, who was who was still in the White House this time last year? Who was in the White House well, last January? Just a moment. Who was yeah. in the White House last January when they said we have one case of COVID-19 in this country? I'm paraphrasing, but he said, he who shall remain nameless, but you know who I'm talking about, he said, of well, course. we'll see. Sounded like your father. Daddy, can I go outside? Well, I'll see if you cleaned your room. OK, I'll, I'll see. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to your mom or whatever. OK, that kind of thing. So, you know, oh, we'll see about it. That one multiplies. This just shows the ignorance that if you have one child in the house with measles. OK, and nobody else has ever had the measles, they don't have any antibodies against it. What do you think is going to happen in a matter of a few They're days? Germs, germs mm-hmm. don't give a darn about you telling them whatever. If you don't have anything to fight against them, then what are they going to do? They're going to multiply and they're going to multiply fast, quick and in a hurry. So, you know, you think about that. Then the, the, the masks were employed and the social distancing and, and the diminishing of your footprints outside. And the numbers went down tremendously. Just with that tremendously. And I understand, as I said earlier, again, in my program, that I know that people want to get out and live their lives. Who in the heck don't? Come on now, you know, but here we are faced with this craziness and there is a way out. There is a way out of this thing. We just need to be able to, here we go, which may be impossible, (laughs) sit down and talk you know, um, intelligently, not over each other collectively and know that we're all in this, you know, together. There's no such thing as, okay, that's happening to you. That's not going to happen to me, blah, 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 blah. That's not true. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely out of hand and we're all breathing the same air. So all countries need to get together, get off their freaking egos and, 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 and deal with this thing. And if uh, Regeneron and Eli Lilly has this in fact, then it needs to be out there so that individuals can use it. And I hope that everybody listening to me who is interested in this do um, contact their their medical professionals, uh, their, their nurse practitioners, their doctors, their internists, whoever, and question them about this thing. Put it to their face and say, you know, what's going on with this? Are you are you aware of this? Have you heard of this? Because according to this, the problem too. yeah, according because to, well, you know, just because a, a lot of people, just because a lot of people are doctors don't mean that they're up on everything and don't mean that they want to be up on everything. You know what I'm saying? You know, something well, not that you everybody have, has a personal doctor. People well, go no, to they, these clinics, well, they go to the well, emergency no, they, room, they do, yeah. you know. It's, it's just a lot of unfortunate things happening in this country. And this is why I'm, I'm on the radio and, and uh, I want people to now, now, you know, this listeners go check it out. If that's something that you want to do, go check it out. Because as I'm saying, I'm going to end this with people should have a choice and I want people to have a choice because I feel that people having a choice in this matter that I'm speaking of, you know, eradicating this 
stupid thing that I'm not going to give it, you know, keep talking about naming it, um, um, that this is a way that they can that they can fight and be healthy and live their lives out in the manners that they want. They should have the opportunity to do so, you know, and, you know, like, look, I this is something new, doctor, doctor, uh, such and such, you know, what do you know about this? And see, the thing is, is that the more people, Michelle, as you know, the more people that are educated, and as I always say, that there's, you know, nothing more powerful than an educated populace. Boom. Going to end it with that. Okay. That was good, Michelle. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> uh-huh. so uh, let's talk about the New York governor, Andrew Cuomo, announces resignation after damning harass, um, harassments report. Now, the Democrat... Cuomo, he won praise for COVID-19 news conferences, but the uproar over the results of a sexual harassment investigation proved overwhelming. Now, Sebastian Murdoch and Daniel Morans of Huffington Post on 1821 said in part that he announced on Tuesday that he would resign following calls for his departure after an investigation by the New York State Attorney General found he sexually harassed multiple female employees violating federal and state law. New York tough means New York loving, and I love New York, Cuomo said, at an emotional news conference uh, where he said he will resign from his position in 14 days, and I love you, and everything I have ever done has been motivated by my love, and I would not ever want to be unhelpful in any way, and I think that given the circumstances, the best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to government. New York, you know, as he was saying, it was New York tough, um, but it was nine women who had accused the governor of sexual harassment and inappropriate comments earlier this year, sparking an independent investigation in March. Michelle, the resulting report filed in August painted a deeply disturbing yet clear picture of Cuomo's behavior. New York State's Attorney General Letitia James D. said now I want to hear your comments on this, Michelle, but here comes my butt. You have Trump who said what he said. He's still walking around, you know, being Trump. Um, There are women that's lying from Arizona to Florida with lawsuits. And um, so what's going on with that? Michelle, your comments? uh, I, I just think that Cuomo is so out of touch. He thought, you know, he's got a legacy family. He mm-hmm. thought he could just do whatever he wanted to do. Oh, it's mm-hmm. that Italian touchy-feely ethnic kind of thing. Great. You can only write off so much of that uh, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, that kind of warmth. I, I just think he, he got his hand caught in the cookie jar, and he didn't like it. He did mm-hmm. a lot of great things, but you know what? They tried to do that with Clinton. Oh, he did a great economy, but he, you know, screwed around with the Witzer thing. You know, mm-hmm. it, you, you, it's part of who the person is, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. really, I think, the issue more than anything. Than you can't separate the deeds. You know, Dr. Mengele from the concentration camps did a lot of great research, but how he went about it, it was a whole ethical thing about whether medicine should use some of his research because it was mm-hmm. it was done in such a foul way. So mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it depends how ethical you want to get. In my mm-hmm. view. Yeah. Now, you know, he did mention because I'm running out of time. He did mention uh, in his um, uh, speech that it is politically 
um, that it, it that that it is politically uh, motivated as well. Do you believe that? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How's that for short time response? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's not politically motivated. Yeah, I, here, I here's think- the thing. You know, I do believe that he did something wrong, but it's just that, you know, when one person, you know, um, uh, you know, they do something wrong, such as he, uh, uh, you know, he did great things. You mentioned um, uh, President Clinton, where, you know, I know he did something wrong, you know, but he was a he was a very good um, uh, uh, president and in, in stirring up the economy and keeping things going. Um, but but, you know, the, the thing is, is that why are these two gentlemen being treated different? When are the women that have accused Trump going to have their say in court. I'm not hearing anything about that. That was, you know, something that, you know, that I did ask and something that, you know, we'll have to talk about next time because I'm running out, (laughs) running out of time, Michelle. So, um, yeah. So, um, but Michelle, I enjoyed you being on, um, you know, with me. Um, yes, you're, you're always fabulous. You're, I, you know, I love your opinion. I think we, you know, um, we had a good flowing conversation and hopefully it, um, um, enlightened um, our, my listeners. I will be back in two weeks from tomorrow, listeners. I'll be back on Thursday uh, in two weeks. And um, I will also have along with us um, the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell. And we will join in on some more enlightening um, conversations. I want you guys to be safe out there. God bless you all. And Michelle, you have a fantastic day. And, um, you too. Thanks. You're welcome. And um, go out, uh, listeners, and make it a great day. Be kind to yourself and others. This is Teresa E. Keys. Here's Teresa. Love you all. God bless you. <laughs>